0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries.
1: Visit TheWaveColumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I'm Ryan McCarsky. My brother, my brother, how are you doing? How's the family doing? How's the baby doing?
0: Oh, man, Every, everyone's doing good, Danny. Yeah, just uh, trying to slowly get gather some more uh, sleep. For myself and my wife but i mean i like i like i say to amber there's no limping around in this family because you know when ezra gets up we're, we're he's full going he is he doesn't care if you slept three hours or one hour or five hours he's like let's go we're doing so as no, like, ca- catch good, up
1: man. catch up with me catch up
0: that's it i mean i'm telling you but i mean no it's it's good man i i can't complain how are you
1: Doing good. How, well, let me ask you this: How's little Ava doing? Is she is she sleeping now Ava, much? Ava,
0: Ava's doing good. Yeah, I mean, at where she's at, so she's like five weeks old. The, she has to get a certain amount of feedings in in the day. So, I mean, certain times of the night, she she has a stretch where it'll be like either eight to midnight or like nine to one a.m. She'll get a good like four hour stretch. So. During the night, like I might get a good like four hour stretch somewhere, which is way better than when she was first born and you're up like every hour and a half and stuff. So, yeah, she doesn't really uh nap during the day yet. We haven't really put her on like a routine. She's kind of young for that because she just she I mean, the funny thing is, man, little babies coming out of the womb. They want to be like attached. Like they, they wanna want to be held. They want to be they held. Want, they want on you, man. <laughs> And it's funny, it's funny how, because I love studying different things and um like just the cultural dynamics of a lot of people in America where it's like, oh, we're gonna like put that kid down another room when they're like right out of the womb. Where if you look at like many different groups of people, even like way back, and if different indigenous tribes, those mamas like they're wearing that baby, man. That baby's like always like really close. Um, And there's something to be said about that, you know, with, like, you can tell she just, she wants to, like, she'll fall asleep in my arms, but don't, don't you dare, like, put her down in the swing, because she's going to be screaming, like, wait, this isn't, I don't feel that, I mean, the warmth, the connection, she's like, I'm not feeling it. And she'll, she'll let you know, man. (laughs)
1: Listen, I experienced that with with Ava. I had, I had her, and she was good. She's like, I'm here, I'm chilling bro. I shifted her to give her to somebody else. And she was like, what are you doing? Why are, why did you just disturb what I had? Like, leave yep. me be, let yep. me. like." And, and it's funny because you know, this who likes to be woken up? Like I started thinking about that when I, oh, when I left your bro. house, I'm like, who likes to be wake-? like, of course, she's going to be like, what are you doing? Like, le- let me be comfortable. <laughs> let me sleep. I don't want to wake up right now. Like, I'm good, you know. Uh, and man, I just love to see life. Uh, I love to see new life and uh she's amazing and we celebrate that. Uh, ahai, ahai is the Hebrew word for life, you know, I mean, upholding life. Um man, so I'm glad that she's doing good, you know. We lo- we love Ava, man. And, and you guys blessed us before we went out on a trip and you guys were a blessing. You guys came up to the house with all the, the, the tribe it's and we had crew. a good time man. and <laughs> and so we appreciate that we just got back from, from vacation with the family and we had such an incredible time in California. We went to San Jose, Santa Cruz and uh San Francisco and, and we had a great time. My my daughters had a great time. My niece had a great time. Uh we had an Ava with us, you know yep, you know yep, you know yep. our Ava and uh we just had a good time. They they enjoyed themselves, got to see, you know, it, it's funny when you someone it's been born in the Midwest, and they've been to the to the east side of the country, New York, but now going to the west and seeing mountains. And we yep. were like, not only in mountains, we went to the redwoods, you know, and, and so seeing a redwood tree, really, there's so much oh. spiritual about it, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 we're going to get into John 15 here in a second, but you start thinking about scriptures like John 15, like I'm the branches, you, you, you're you the vine, yep. right? because yep. you look at this tree, that's like so tall, so unmovable, and you're like, man, God, you just an incredible God. Like we're going up to Santa Cruz from uh, San Francisco, and you got to go up a mountain, then you go down a mountain, and you basically, and like it's it's an hour and a half of this up and down, and when you get down, you you wind up in Santa Cruz and and, and this water, but you're like seeing clouds. Like you high, you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 then even in seeing these clouds, you see these trees above the clouds, wow. and and you're like, man, God, you stand strong above everything. So you know all these, all these analogies come come to you about the greatness of God and how God is just an, um, he's an amazing God, and, and so we had a great time, and so, a, a lot of things that happened as we went to vacation, and then, you know, and we're gonna touch on some of it today, man. Uh, but I'm praying that people are enjoying the last two law of Christ yeah. um, and going into what we're going to talk about today Ryan which is the the law uh, of love and really really kind ch- of a, a bow in this uh break that we took him from going you know and hopefully yep. we can finish out the law of love today yeah uh, you know us we might go two weeks on it but and then going <laughs> into the the next uh topic um, which about is about boasting. So that's going to be, uh, interesting and great. Um, but I want, I I'm telling you, I have this thing and we were just praying right now. My (laughs) prayer for those who listen to this podcast, man, this is a heartfelt prayer for, and I know Ryan, you are in the same boat. is that people get close to so close to the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and get so close to Jesus. And I was talking to a friend, um, Last week, and he said something powerful, and it just hit me. And that uh, and I prayed it in our prayer, which is Mike. Mike said this the other day. He said, Man, we don't need revival, we need the revelation of God's word. And I've been contemplating on that and just praying that God give your people revelation of you, a revelation of your word, a revelation of your spirit. Like we need a revelation because revelation changes you to walk in the different place that that you used to walk in. Revelation pushes you off the edge. It gives you this sense of urgency to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal himself in you and through you. Because Mm -hmm. that's what we're gonna talk about today. Like allowing Jesus to be manifested in us, right? We got this religious sect that everything is about rules and regulations. And it's about talking about this Jesus that, it seems so far from who they are, right? And it's about, instead of just being the embodiment of Jesus, and I mean, this is so in my heart right now, instead of being the embodiment of Jesus, right? We think doing for Jesus is what he's asking. Like doing the duty, like go do this and go do this. And this is, no, embodying and being him is how we show him to the earth. Now, just talk about him. We talk about this like an evangelism, like it's weird, like you get these weird, I call them weirdos that like you could be like talking to the waitress about water. It's like, hey, can I get more water? And, and or they, they come to your, your your table, and this is how we justify, like, oh yeah, man, God used me today. You know, the, the waiter comes up to you. So this to so, so look at the picture, you're in a restaurant, the waiter comes up to you, but do you want more water? And they point, yeah, I want some water. By the way, you know Jesus is the living water. <laughs> 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 like, like <laughs> what? And you're like, hey, God made a way for me to talk about Jesus. You know, what I mean, god guy talked to me about water. No, you're trying to sell something. You're trying to sell a product instead yep. of being the embodiment of Jesus. You know what? You know what? Probably impacts that waiter or that waitress more than you like trying to push a narrative of Jesus to them. Is actually giving them a 100 tip yeah that would do more to open that person's heart than you going Hey, you know jesus is delivering water what what we, i'm pouring water in your cup what are we talking about here right and it's just weird we need I, i'm gonna shut up now right right i just say this we need a revelation of his word so that we can actively walk like him on earth mm, that's so good danny because I, yeah i i echo the
0: same thing and the, the i love the water example with the waiter because it's it's you're you're not allowing the holy spirit to lead you might say you are but really you're like you're pushing your agenda to put a notch on your belt to say i did my religious duty today you might that person might not think they're doing a religious duty but when they woke up today they're like i have to tell someone about jesus today And then no matter what the outcome, in their mind it didn't matter because like I did I checked my box, like it was just another example of checking a box. Like you went to church, okay, you said your daily prayer. Okay, you did you did this and that. And the truth is, like that person would have been better off just being Jesus, treat the waiter or waitress with respect, give them a good tip to honor them for doing their job saying please and thank you just being being nice (laughs) i mean that sounds come on man come on but how would jesus have treated that person then do that there you go and that's and that's it and and then they like i don't think we give the holy spirit enough credit that if the holy spirit wants to come and touch that person the Holy Spirit is going to come and touch that person. Come on, man. You didn't have to do a thing. <laughs> you did not have to do a thing. You just—you were basically being the vessel that was being used. And you know what? You're going to feel a lot better being used that way than forcing a, a one-liner about water on a person because they're going to look at you. They're not going to receive Jesus there. They're going to be like, yeah, okay. And then they're going to go about their day and they're going to be like, what the heck was that person doing?
1: telling me <laughs> so, and, and, and yeah. you said something so powerful ryan because we do that we 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 force it in right because again we think evangelism is selling a product and yep. i just want to say it like maybe we'll do a whole thing on evangelism which we yep. should yep. after after second timothy thing maybe we go into that, it that'll because,
0: be next year that'll yeah, be next
1: sometime next year we'll <laughs> get into evangelism because evangelism has nothing to do with selling a product is the embodiment yeah. of the personhood of Jesus. And yeah. so it's weird, like, we force these tracks and like, yeah, I'm gonna leave them a track instead of a tip, yeah, hallelujah, you know what I mean? And then <laughs> instead of being embodied and showing the love of Christ, we the jerks, right? You treat that person horrible. And again, we've talked about this and I, got, I'm, I gotta read John 15, nine in a second. Yep. But we talked about this, like, We're we're the ones that don't understand that everything is based out of relationship, like The the kingdom, and we say it over and over in this podcast, the currency of heaven is relationships. And the Holy Spirit is working on that person that's serving you. You you use the word honoring one another, like in love, like Peter, uh, Peter and Paul talked about honoring one another in love, like knowing how to honor a human in love and letting love, like we don't understand that love is the is the tool that the Holy Spirit uses to break down the heart of a person. Like I'm telling you, I've been praying for the church, and church, listen to us because we're the church. We need a greater revelation of the love of Jesus. I'm telling you, this is why we've been talking about the law of Christ, not the law of Moses, not the not the moral law, not the law of Abraham. Is the law of christ right and the law of christ we're going to talk about today is the law of love we need a revelation of that because the embodiment of that the holy spirit you said nice the holy spirit uses niceness right the food of the spirit kindness he yep. uses it but
0: no i was i was just gonna say like we we there's so many sermons preached on how we have to impact the world let us simplify this wherever you're placed whatever job you do whatever people are around you literally just love the people in your business in your school in your factory and you know what the holy spirit's going to move on some people in there and or they're going to ask you hey like you're just like super generous super kind and there you go there's the open door to 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 say why no, they're, they're, like literally lead with love lead with loving people and you're you want your doors open to evangelize there you go like get out of the church walls get out of the four the four walls go whatever you're in and then literally lead with love and the odds are you'll get that opportunity you've been praying about it may not look the same as you think it's gonna look but it's go it, it, it'll open the door that you're wanting
1: Listen, I just wrote it down. Look, I wrote it down. You you said it, I wrote it, right? <laughs> um, someone out here, if you're listening and you like to make t-shirts, make a t-shirt and send me a large t-shirt that says lead with love. <laughs> make it like send me a t-shirt that says lead with love. I love that. Style sentiment i love that statement i think that's a powerful i'll take statement. i'll
0: take one as well i'll take a medium send yeah. it to Danny, and uh and he'll give it to me he'll
1: take a medium i'll take a large. And leave <laughs> with love let's read john 15 john 15 9 uh we'll start out uh reading this today and then it leads to romans 13 8 uh, because we want to you know uh we want to biblically doctrinally show you that what Jesus talks about when he talks about commandments, he is talking about the commandment of love. And I love that you said that. Lead. I'm gonna, that's gonna be the tagline here. We're gonna, together, lead with love. That's so powerful. Yep. I think that's just, and it says, uh, John 15, 9 through 17. So, John chapter 15, verses 9 to 17. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide. The Greek word dead meno, is the Greek word abide. That word abide means to remain, to tarry, not to depart from, to continue to the present, to kept continually, to live in this place. So this is what what Yeshua is talking here. Yeshua says, meno, the Greek word meno, or abide, remain in this, live in this, live in my love. Now notice he's saying not in your love, live in my love. Right, mm-hmm. like, I'm teaching you a way of love that the earth has not seen. Like, see, Jesus was the embodiment of the Father's love. So he now displays, because remember, he tells us in John, I don't do anything that I don't see my Father doing. So he said, "Living this. He said, if you keep my commandments. Now, remember, I'm drawing la- the last two podcasts and this podcast together by this verse. By these verses that we're going to move. Because remember, when we read that, we stop right there, Ryan. What we do a lot of times is we stop. Oh, man, keep his commandments. Yep. And in our brain, we're thinking about all the rules and regulations. Yep. And that's not what Jesus is doing. Jesus is about to show you what he means about keep my commandments. Because, again, through a religious Pharisee and Sadducee way, we look at this and, like, we think about the duties, right? Yeah. Like one, two, three. So, when? what's the ten things that? No. Listen to what he's about to say. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. So if you keep his commandments, you will abide in his love. Because remember, the whole thing is about love, right? It says, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. (laughs) So remember, he don't do anything. He don't see his father. So his father commanded him to do something. And now Mm -hmm. he's commanding you. And as you do what he's telling you, the the, the the secret sauce is that you're going to abide in your love. Mm-hmm. So how, what is the commandment that we need? The question becomes as a teacher, right? Ryan is what is the, what is the commandment I need then to abide in his love? Like yep. what is the commandments that I need to be obedient? I love it because Jesus answers that question. He says, yep. these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. Now he's talking about not only my love. But my love produces joy. Now, I don't know if anybody puts, again, we will put one thing together. Ephesians that we just talked about. I mean, uh, Galatians, sorry. Chapter 5. Which is the fruit of the Spirit. Yep. Is what? Love.
0: Love. Joy.
1: Right? Mm -hmm. So now he's talking about the movement of the Spirit is this way. Love and joy. Because he's not only talking about living in his remaining in his love, remaining in his joy, that my joy will remain in you and that your joy may be full. Now, I didn't write these next words. Ryan, what is the next words after that? Verse 12 says,
0: this is my commandment. That oh,
1: <laughs> go ahead. This is my just, commandment. So just, I'm about just, to tell you the commandment that the father is asking of me and I'm asking okay. for you. Now, you tell us what that commandment is, Ryan. This is my commandment. What is the commandment of Jesus? To love one another as I have loved you. Woo! So he's <laughs> saying, listen, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, what is he saying? If you love one another as I have loved you, you will abide in my love. He says this, just as I kept my father's commandment and abide himself. What he say? as I kept my father's what, loving one another. Mm-hmm. That's it. So his commandments yep. is loving one another. His commandments, it's you want to uh, uh, remain in the love of the Father. You want to remain and in in abide in joy and abide in the love of Jesus and abide in the love of the God. Love other humans. Love other humans. We have an issue. With loving humans. And we're going to get into this in a second. We're going to get into some little bit politics here that some of y'all want to get mad at us about. But we're going to have to talk about it because we it's loving other humans. I want that to sink in. The commandment is about loving other humans. Yep. We do not have a revelation on how to love other humans. This is what we do in Christendom. We're only going to love, and it is, it's not even real love, half the time, Ryan... It's what yep. we consider love, right? Those who are in our corner. Yeah, yeah, yep. If you think it, like me, if you act like me, if you wear the same t-shirt as me, then I can love you.
0: Yep, yep. It's a, it's it's literally being in your own echo chamber and literally just loving the people because they have the same thought process as you. And it, it's... um very tribal based <laughs> and you're only going to like, well, I'm only going to operate in my tribe or, or my clique, And that's just how it's going to be. So I can love them. Uh, but I don't know if I can love the person that's completely opposite thought process to me, because that might be a stretch. That's like what we're talking about here.
1: Even if that person is the image bearer of, of God, that person yeah. is an image bearer of God. But this is what we do. We get in our arrogance. To your point, yep. we get so arrogant and thinking I'm God's favorite, right? Oh, yeah. I am God's favorite. This is where yep. we get replacement theology. Yep. Oh, we, we're the new Israel. We uh-huh. we replace. It. So I'm because now we God's favorite. Forget. It's just forgotten about God. Even though He said He'll love them forever, He was saying they'll never be forgotten. This is what we think. God, you only have measures of love. <laughs> to Yesterday, they were your favorites. Today, I'm your favorite. <laughs> like, and, and it's like, we all God's favorites. like, And having that mindset, we all got, oh, that's an image bearer. And this is weird for me that in Christendom is really one of the only times we see this. Because even in other religions, uh, dare I say, in other religions, they honor someone that's different than them. Like We don't even know how to honor someone. Like, you can't even, if you don't think like me. You're my enemy. That is nothing. That has nothing to do with Christianity or the Bible. Jesus does not walk that way. Jesus confronted religion. Most of the times when he's coming at somebody, it's somebody that thinks they're better than what they are. That's who he has the issue with. You you hit
0: on some some super powerful stuff. I, I, I guess the challenge for our listeners is like. Do you? I, oh, dare I say it? Do you only hang out with people in your own religious affiliation? That's one. Two. Do all of your friends look exactly the same? Meaning, like racially or ethnic background? And you've ne- and you don't and and you have to think about: Are you like almost nervous to talk to someone that is different from you, either ethnically, racially, or religiously? you really need to look in the mirror. Like, I'm just being very bold and blunt, but that's like, Jesus talked to everyone. He loved people. And like, as much as a lot of people that say, well, we'll say in air quotes, like go to church, like how comfortable are you loving people that are completely different than you are? That's gonna be a challenge for some of our listeners. Like, because I, I, I guarantee there's people that like, they they will they don't. Like they, they just don't, I know they go to church, but they, they're definitely not going to love a person that's different than them or different thought process than them. They like, they, they, because they don't see them as an image bearer of God. They say I'm in a seeker Christian club. So I'm going to talk to my seeker Christian club and, and that's it. And that's where you get echo chambers. Like that's the, that's part of probably the issue that we'll, we'll probably get into about like, just people hearing, like, Everyone have the same thought process in one circle. Now let's go with that. No,
1: listen, I'm going to say this again. We're going to get into a little bit of of, I'm not going to stay long in this, but I do. I got to say this. Yeah. Yeah, I have Democratic friends that say Republicans are not Christians. I have Republican friends saying that Democrats are not Christians. And I'm looking at both of them saying the problem is that you're leading with the identity that you're a Democrat or a Republican. I got newsflash for those who listen to the podcast. There are Republicans that love Jesus and that are sons and daughters of the King. And there are Democrats that are lovers and sons and daughters of the King. We got to stop playing this politic thing. We're from a different kingdom. So in a different kingdom, it's okay for someone to bear a different point of view than I am. It's okay. That is still an image bearer of Jesus. It's weird for me that we have one side saying, "Oh, they can't be." And this is this is the weird, the weirdest thing is like this. I'm gonna make sure to tell them the truth and love. So I'm gonna disrespect them, disrespect their humanness, and tell them all this because I'm doing it for because I'm the righteousness bearer. I'm the truth bearer. Where the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the one that leads you and guides you to your truth, you now become that bearer of like i gotta give them the truth at all costs and then when you hear them you know saying they believe a certain way or then you go at them like and you play this politic pop literally i know i have friends that i see like i got people that don't talk to me do you understand because i don't look at what happened with roe versus wade like them like I don't look at what the Supreme Court, we're going to get into this. I'm going to finish reading this and then we're going to get into Roe versus Wade. And I think I'm going to show you from my point of view, I I think that the church is missing an opportunity of lamenting and being image bearers in this time. And our arrogance, again, because this is a political thing. For 50 years, we got our minds into trying to change this thing and they accomplished it but i'm i'm thinking man if you can use that same energy to end hunger <laughs> to, to end poverty right to end the suffering of people in our country right we'll get into that in a second right we're going to get into that i'm going uh, to read the finished reading the verse greater love has no one than this that you that to lay down one's life for his friend you are my friends if you do whatever I command you, remember, what do you command you? That you love one another. Then you become the friend of Jesus. No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you, which is what? Which is loving one another, right? It's in the same context. You, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go bear fruit. What's the fruit he's talking about? That you love one another. And that your fruit should remain. What fruit shall remain? That you love one another. That whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give to you. In the context of what? Loving one another. I know people use this scripture as getting brand new cars. and getting No, he's not talking about that. He's talking about loving one another. Whatever you ask in his name to help to love one another. That's why we need the commandment of Jesus. That's why we need the commandment of love. Because in our our own human instincts, We see our brothers as enemies, not as someone to love. He don't think like me. He don't act like me, so I don't love him. Jesus is saying, you're going to need the infusion of the Holy Spirit to love someone that's unlovable in your eyes. Mm -hmm. And And he says, these things I command you, that you love one another. He ends it in sandwiches. He said, this is about loving one another. We got to understand that loving one another it's not loving people that just look like you, act like you know. That's not what we need, the, the infusion of the spirit to love. We need the infusion to love, like Romans five said. How did God demonstrate his love, Romans 5.8? That while we were yet sinners, Christ died. He showed us his love. For God so loved the world that he what? He reinstates humanity into proper context with the Father that he gave his son. So that whoever believes in why, because before that, we left out of the family of Jesus, we left out of the family of the Father, and Jesus reinstates us back into that communion with heaven. That's what it's all about. It's about bringing people together and not bringing people apart. That's spot on, Danny. Yeah, we have
0: coming back together. There, there is this communal, relational, mindset of the father that we we have to get back to because because really like the father created created people so he could have a family he wanted a family around him so we have to like that's what the gathering back we are a family we are communal i'll let you go yeah
1: man listen we have to take this into what just happened in our country with Roe versus Wade. And I'm just going to touch on this because I don't want you guys in the podcast to think that our heads is in the sand. We understand what's happening. Yep. And I will say, I will say, I will say this much though. We do not want babies to die. I want that to be clear. No one wants humans and babies to die. I want that to be clear. You guys got to hear this. No one wants babies. We, we, we have gotten to this mode, Ryan, where we have gotten so arrogant in the church. And, and the response to Roe versus Wade is like, we got you. We won this political thing where the church is going. And I just, I just want to give a warning to the church. It's not about winning anything. First of all, you didn't win nothing. This is my thing. We didn't win anything. I don't know what you're talking about, and you don't represent me. You don't represent the whole church. So we didn't win anything. We have to lament with all sides of people, right? I'm trying to see how much do I say without getting in trouble. But we also can't play God. <laughs> we also can't play God. I will say it this much: God has never created a robot on the earth. So I do not, I just want to say this. I do not subscribe to the channel of these political parties with the pro-choice and pro-life. I don't even use those terms. Because I believe those are terms that men has given us to separate one another. I just like to talk about the Bible. God is always to choose life. He's always to choose life. God, that's how it is. Choose life and choose death. But he's talking about choose him, choose life. Life is what he is. He's about life. He's about the living. But God also has made humans in a place where he did not make us as robots. And he's created us to have choices that we should choose the outcomes of our lives. And I know that hurts other people. But God, thank God, he didn't create us as robots. I would, if I was God, would have created robots because I wanted you to do what I wanted you to do. But God didn't create us that way. And so we have to stop playing God. And then another thing that we have to stop doing, we have to stop imposing our own will of Christianity on other humans. Because what we end up being as a country, and I know this is going to hurt somebody's feelings, and I don't mean to hurt your feelings but we end up becoming like the countries that we don't like that have their religion be imposed on another human being, right? And we can't impose Christianity on another human. Our job is not to impose. The church is not, and I've heard this a lot, Ryan. I I wanna get your man. We gotta be the agent of change. No, you just gotta be the agent and the bearer of Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, is it weird for me that we get these concepts? Like, yeah, I'm going to be the chick. No, just be Jesus. Let change happen in you and let that be out. Instead of being the bearer of change, just let change happen in you. We we think we have to like control the cities that we're in. Like we have this, I'm going to take over the city. I want to know Jesus is king. So what makes Jesus political that he's always going to be king and nothing is going to be underneath him until he comes when he comes in all his glory. Do you know what the Bible says? The Bible that you and I read, every knee will bow. That means even the ones that you thought shouldn't bow, every knee is going to bow to him and it's going to be in his time and his way. And it's weird how we impose these things on it. And then we get mad at other countries This is just my soapbox here, Ryan. We get mad at other countries that impose their religion on their humans. But then we're doing the same thing here, and we're celebrating. Instead of lamenting, instead of lamenting and going, even though we do not want babies to be killed, that's a giving. But there's other humans that are hurting because... Roe versus way was overturned. And if I can't lament for those other humans, my brothers and sisters, because of something that I don't see different than them, or they see different than me, and I'm celebrating and going, I got you. we over, Now I'm stepping into territory of I'm coming to overtake you. I'm coming to overrule you. And I'm going to impose my view on you. And I don't see it from your point of view. And instead of going, I'm going to lament, and maybe let me see it. Maybe I don't see it your way. I would like to see it your way, right? And so, again, we in this podcast, we don't choose a side because we neither Republicans or Democrats, and I say that loudly and proudly. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I am a kingdom citizen, so I see things through a kingdom lens, and that's the only way. Now, I said a lot, Ryan. Talk to me and tell me some of your thoughts on this whole thing that's been happening. No,
0: I mean, I, I... I agree with what you're saying, Danny. Like we, a lot of this requires a conversation that that people don't don't necessarily want to have because when you when you're dealing with political thoughts, usually people don't want to engage the opposite grouping of people. If you're Republican, you usually stick to what the Republican platform is, and you listen to that Republican news, or or the opposite Democrat and and if we were just able to see people for just being people and be willing to actually have open and honest conversations, you would probably find out a lot more about where people, like why people are siding on a certain side. Um, but yeah, I, 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 when I talked to Amber about it and I, I saw over social media, when it got overturned and, and a lot of major pastors or influencers like in the church space were, were super excited. And when I, I thought in, like in my mind, I should have been super excited, but I, I like to see like all sides and I want to kind of hear perspective. And I a hundred percent agree with you. Like babies should not be killed like i i stand with you on that 100 percent. but I, I i texted you this i said well if the church thought that they won like what are they actually going to do now like what are they going to do for people i i heard this off of a three minute video that i sent you but then it got me got me thinking about it and do you want me to share a little bit about what yes, i yes go ahead 100 okay. percent. yeah so, yeah a few days ago when I texted Danny this. Now,
1: tell out before you go in there, this yeah. is all in the context of what we were just reading in John. Remember, the commandment is loving one another. Loving humans that think different than you, that act different than you, that like that may be in a different religion than you. Loving humans is the context that we're talking yep. about. Yep. And we're going to push you. Listen, this podcast is to push you to look more like Jesus. Go
0: ahead. 100%. And so... As I was praying about, uh, cause I didn't, I didn't know how much we were going to talk about Roe versus Wade and, and how we were going to kind of infuse it into what, what our major focus is, the law of love. And I, I had, I, I felt like the Lord sent me to read the good Samaritan, um, which I'll give you that scripture. I'm not going to read, read the whole thing, but I'm going to give you kind of what, what I got. Um, so it's part, well, one place you can find is Luke 10, uh, 25 through 37 and here's what i got and i texted danny this i said um in, in after the situation has has been overturned will the church be the good samaritan or will the church be the levite come on man and i'm, I'm and i'm gonna explain that um, and hopefully you can ponder on it so in the situation with the good samaritan we know that a man kind of Got attacked by thieves, was stripped away of everything that he had, and he was basically lying dead, like almost dead, naked on the road. Um, ran random, right? And so they talk about a priest walking by, and going to the other side. So I'm gonna highlight on the Levite, Levite ver, verse thirty-two, which a Levite, if you do any biblical studies, like that's a, that's a pretty religious person. Like they're like it's a religious religion, person. Yep, they are in the religion. So I wrote down in verse 32, the Levite came and looked. So he looked at this human half dead naked on the road. And then he passed on the other side, which essentially we're saying, if the church became the Levite, yes, we, we're going to cheer that Roe Way Wade got overturned and we're just not going to help people. We're just going to say, well, we won. We won this. Come on, man. So who, so who cares about the people of the other perspective? That's essentially what this Levite did. They looked and they're like, oh man, this person's like not good. So we're just going to go the other side. Then in verse 33, the Samaritan, which if we read the scripture, any religious people didn't deal with people from Samaria. They didn't even like consider them even worthy to be talking to. This Samaritan comes by. They come and look at this stranger. And then here's the part of the verse they had compassion they actually loved that person said my goodness this is a human that's like dying needs my help this isn't a religious person this is like uh, or deemed religious person this is just a person that sees another human and is like man i need to help so so verse 34 then this samaritan picks up this this individual puts them puts them on um their their animal they're going takes them to an inn bandage them up puts oil and wine for healing and for disinfecting the wounds and they took care of them okay then verse 35 this samaritan had to go on he tells the person at the end hey whatever this person needs basically put it on my tab i will repay you when i come back right which here's my point i will repay so, so church, what are you doing with your tithes and offerings? Oh man, that's going to hurt people's feelings. But I, I feel like I, I wrote that down. What are you going to do with your tithes and offerings? Are you going to build a bigger building? Or are we going to actually help people? Like, now, like this, let's put it on us a little bit. Like this got overturned. Okay. We're celebrating. How are we going to help people? And then Jesus to finish this off in verse 37, Jesus says, whatever that Samaritan did, you go and you do likewise. So I stem it back to this. What we can celebrate that, that we quote unquote won. I'm using air quotes because what is winning in this situation, but how are we going to actually help people? So are we going to be the good Samaritan in this, in this scenario? Are we going to be the Levite and just say, Hey, we won. And if say it, because let's be honest, let, let, if we're being candid, this isn't going to stop high school kids from having sex. It's not going to. So if we have a teen pregnancy and, and and the situation comes up, how do we help that teenage girl that's now that's now scared, that made a mistake? Because guess what, we make mistakes every day. The church, people yeah. of the church included, we make mistakes mistakes every day. So what are we going to do for that that young girl? How are we going to help? And so and, we we could, yeah, we could put it on us the church. How are we going to help people? And, and that's a one scenario. There's plenty of others. Listen, all right, that's all I got.
1: No, no, because you're so powerful. Remember, love is displayed in relationship. And if we think a law is gonna change the morality of a heart, we're fooling ourselves. See, this is where the, this is where the I'm gonna say that again. If we think a law, which remember, we've been talking about this whole time the law of christ not the law that was get, not these moral christ came to fulfill this law cuz he knew you made it about 1 2 and 3 it was all it was supposed to be about human relationship but you made it about a tactical list and i'm not into the tactical list i'm into the human relationship and if we think in america cuz we put some law it's gonna change the heart, and this is what even messes me up, Ryan. With this whole thing, it's like, "Oh, now we're gonna do the work of Christ." We should have been doing the work of Christ from the beginning. We should have been loving humans from the beginning. And I'm gonna say this clear because I want you to understand why I stand in this. Remember, I believe I can. I believe I can talk for Ryan, but Ryan, you can correct me. Yeah, we don't. We don't subscribe to Republicans or Democrats. So I mean, we truth. gotta say that really, really loudly. That's truth. Yep. And I will say this so that you understand what I am. I still do not believe, me personally, I know this is gonna hurt some of y'all, that you can law somebody into making them do what you want them to do. I still believe in the freedom. And this is this is where we show our love to the Father when we are allowed to take the will that He's given us to do whatever we want to do and relinquish back to Him. I can't law that into happening. I'm gonna say that again. I can't create a law for humans that's going to make them to surrender their will and their choice to God. That has to be through relationship of the Holy Spirit. So it's weird for me that we think, oh, we celebrated because now all these humans are not going to be able to do what they want to do. Listen, humans were created to do what they want to do. Do you understand this? You can't make them do what you want them to do. So, again, I'm staying away from words that you guys are going to try to trap me in like the word choice. You know what I mean? Uh, Yep. Because I believe that that is a a political nightmare to use pro-choice and pro-life. So I'm not using those words, but I'm telling you biblically that God has created humans to do what they want to do. And if you think a law that you provide on earth is going to not make them do what they want to do. You don't understand how God made us as humans. And you don't understand that only God can touch the heart of a human. Right. And if you think now, because I heard this from other pastors, well, now's the word begun. Now we, what the heck are you talking about? We should have always, when you, when you are for whole life, and that's what I'm going to call it. I don't call it pro-life. If you're for whole life, that means you are from, the womb to the tomb. That means you're going to take care of people because it's the biblical thing to do. That means you're going to provide people with resources. You're going to provide people. And it's weird for me that we celebrate this law that because it, it's it's a moral law that we have put up there. We think that law is going to keep people from being humans. And then, yet yeah, we celebrate the fact that people don't have formulas. And they don't have a way to get a baby formula. People don't have food. And and then we're the same folks that go, well, we can't get poor. We got to stop giving poor people money because they got to pull up their own bootstraps. And I'm like, some of them don't even have boots. What are we talking about? It's just this weird political thing that we get into. And I know, Ryan, you want to jump into this because I'm I'm touching a lot of things. But go ahead, Ryan. Jump into it. This is why...
0: I've always had the struggle of looking and saying you're putting your votes on one, one thing and you're tying the evangelical church essentially to one, one thing now, very important thing, like understand, like we, we've already said like what we, what we believe, but then you don't have any consideration at times for marginalized individuals and helping people like I, I'm, a, I'm hundred percent with you Dan. like womb to tomb, meaning yes, babies, le- like that is human life. Like that, like the Lord, the Lord states to me, like, I'm thinking of Jeremiah chapter one, when he said, while you were in the womb, I deemed you a prophet, which means God deems people in the womb as, as they're supposed to be here. hundred percent agree with that. But then once they get into the world, why do we then just say, well, they're in the world, but we don't help. We don't help people. And that's the frustrating thing with, uh, the, uh, I'll just say like the two party system. That's the, that is a big problem with it because you have to choose one side or the other. When in reality, like we're in the kingdom, that's what we choose. That's, and I know you and I choose that we choose the kingdom. And how do we love people? Um, oh, it's, yeah, it's, and it's infuriating for, at times in
1: reality. And for all my folks that love this language, because this is the only way I know how to say it, <laughs> the two-party system is demonic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I know how to say it is evil. <laughs> for those who love the demons we'll, and love we'll the use, angels. We'll use that, yeah. Yeah, we'll use, let's use <laughs> we'll, that. We'll use your terminology, all right? Demonic, it's just evil. The two-party system is evil. And what it does is causes us not to see each other as humans. And what we're saying here, loving humans takes effort, takes work, takes time, takes giving of yourself. Remember, Jesus said, no greater love than this, that you lay down your life. It's laying down your life. It's not being capitalistic and and taking, taking, taking. It's not being independent. As we celebrate Independence Day, independence has nothing to do with the kingdom. Codependency, I know we hate this. (laughs) Codependency is the kingdom. Each joint supply, do you understand? And we're going to, I'm going to go into the scripture. I'm going to end it because we're going to, this is going to be part one. We got to go into part two of the law of love, but I'm going to go into like, we don't want to be dependent on one another, but it's biblical to be dependent on one another. Codependency is part of the biblical mandate for us as we display the Godhead. As we display what the father, son, and the Holy Spirit displayed codependency of one another. We have to be codependent on one another, but we don't like that. We like independence. I'm going to do it my way. So what it does, it dehumanizes the person, the next person. It don't yep. see them as a person. It sees them as a vote, as an it. It's them against us. It's not them. They're your brothers and sisters. Do you understand this? You can't look at one side and go, oh, them. And no. If you're doing that, I, if you're doing that, in the love of Jesus, i I. I rebuke you. <laughs> In the <laughs> love of Jesus, I'm saying, stop it. It's, they're not your enemies. They're your brethren, even though they think different than you, even though they, they think different than what you think. And again, I want to say this. We, we, we uphold life here. We uphold life, but we also uphold the fact that God made humans to do whatever humans want to do. I can't control another human. And if I think a law that I create is going to control another human, and this is the moral victory that we got. Oh, since we had this law, now we have the moral victory. You haven't had. Listen, the people are going to do what they want to do regardless of what law you put up. Does not matter? You know what I mean? And, and 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 look at the look at the divide that we have. And so now it left it left from the, it left from the government to the state, right? So now the states. So now you are going to have. Real devising states. Now you're gonna have some states that are gonna be real, real blue, and states that yep. are gonna be red, red, red. Yep. What is that? That is that is the demonic way of separation. Anything mm-hmm. that separates is demonic. God is about bringing forth together. And for some of my friends that use the scripture, and we're about to read it in Ephesians out of context that says, "Oh, you know, brother, I'm showing, I'm, I'm, I'm telling the truth in love. So I got to tell them what it is. No, shut up, dummy." I just got to say like that, that scripture is based out of relationship. That scripture is based out of telling a community that's together, allowing the Holy Spirit to allow truth to be told within a community that knows Jesus. Right. You can't say I'm going to tell the truth of love and speaking like a jerk and evil to folks that don't believe that you believe. That's not speaking the truth of love. That's just you being a jerk. That's just just you being an idiot. You know what I mean? Like we have to be able to live in the spirit and see people through spiritual things. So we find that scripture. So that so those who know where we find that is Ephesians four fifteen. But can I read uh, Ephesians four eleven so that you can read it in context? And we'll we'll end this way. We'll end this. Mm. We'll we'll read it all the way to sixteen, so that you can understand the context of this. And we're going to still understand that all of it is done through love, in relationship of love, right? Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 16. For those who say, I'm telling the truth in love, understand, no, you're just trying to win a political battle. Because truth and love is done in a communal sense of folks that are growing together in their faith, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So, And he said himself. He gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, and some to teachers. Right away, he's telling you he's not talking to unbelievers here. Can we we actually just say that up front, right? Yep. He's talking to folks that are in the church, saints, right? Because the next verse says, for the equipment of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, right? The same for the edifying. So context here. Is that I'm gonna to go tell the world the truth and love? And I, it's not what he's talking about. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says in, in John 16, will lead and guide to all truth.
0: Mm-hmm. Your
1: job is not to to make somebody truthful. It's the Holy Spirit's job to reveal the nature of truth of Jesus, not your job. Verse 13: Till we come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect that's fully mature, fully. Grown man to the measure of the statute of the fullness of Jesus Christ. That 14, that we no longer are children tossed to and fro. So we're talking about the maturity of maturing as a saint in Christ. Like this is the maturity process, right? Because he doesn't want you to be baby. Ch- children tossed to and fro, carried about everyone the doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning and the craftiness of deceitful plotting. Meaning when you act like a kid, you're being you're being deceived. And you're allowing men to be crafty, right? So that you can never grow into maturity. Now, the maturity here is the maturity of Jesus. What's the maturity of Jesus? To walk in love. Yep. To walk in love. Why? We, I, I didn't write this. You're going to see it yourself. Verse 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things to him who is the head of Christ. Who is he talking about? Who do we speak the truth in love? Ryan, what is the context here? Well,
0: I mean, he's he's talking to the people that are in the church. So that's, I mean, so he's, you know, when we're talking about maturity here, because if you look at the verses previous, he's saying, basically, I don't want you carried to and fro like little, like children. He wants you to walk in mature as a mature Christian. So how I look at it, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, he's talking to this specific
1: church, these specific people right here. A hundred percent correct. A hundred percent correct. Yep. He's not saying use this so that you can bash people, <laughs> yep. which is what we do in Christianity. You know, I told him in love, man. I had to tell him the truth. What are you talking about? Was it really in love? Did you really let love be the guiding force of that? Or did your pride and your arrogance and you thinking that you won something led you? Did you understand? Yep. We don't take off our Christianity when it comes to Facebook and Instagram. Right? We are Christ all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Evangelism yep. is not knocking in somebody's door. Right. And so it's weird for me that these same humans that have these political wars online, I had to tell them the truth and love. No, you did not walk in the truth and love because if you really did, you probably would not have even said nothing to those folks, to be honest. Oh, all yeah. right. So now that we get the context in verse 16 from whom the whole body is joined and knit together by what every joint supply of according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. <laughs> when we all do our part because we're connected to one another connection is humans. When we do our part, that's how we grow in love. We don't grow in love being independent and seeing Ryan as a different entity than I see Danny. No, Ryan and Danny are one because we one in Christ. And so what I do to him is gonna allow love to grow. What he does to me is gonna allow love to grow. And if we're not functioning that way, if we function independent of one another, saying Oh, well, forget it. whatever happens to Ryan, whatever happens, it's his family. Or whatever happens to Danny and his family happened. That's not how love is grown. Love is grown by actually activating love for one another and supplying what each other needs in love. That's what makes love grow in the church. And it's weird for me that we have a church that's separated by Democrats and Republicans, and we've seen each other through an American lens instead of a biblical kingdom lens. Where someone from another political side, that is your brethren in Christ. Your Mm -hmm. job is to supply them in the ecosystem of love so that love can grow in between you two. Yep. Not continue the deceitfulness of the enemy to separate you. So the warning to the church is stop allowing the political system around you divide you and walk in the true love nature of God, have the revelation, if you don't have it yet, have the Holy Spirit reveal love to you by the Spirit so that you can see other humans as image bearers of Jesus and not as enemy of the state. They're my Mm -hmm. enemies, so I don't care about them. No, care about them because they've been created in the image of God, and they're your brethren in Christ, and so you're supposed to supply to them, and you're supposed to allow them to supply in you. We have to get out of this thing called American Christianity, American institutionalism, and thinking that, uh, listen, I'm going to say this, some of y'all going to get mad. God doesn't favor a country. God favors his church. Let me say that again. I got to say that again. God doesn't favor a country. He favors his children. He loves his children. So we got to stop thinking because we, I don't know what we think. You know I mean? Oh, we're the, we're the number one. That's why we replaced Israel. No, listen, America is a minute. is a speck between a global of 7.8 billion people. We only mm-hmm. represent 4% of the world. And if you think that God only cares for America, listen, I'm glad that I was born in America. I'm glad I was not born in Afghanistan, but I do not think that America is God's favorite country. And I know some of y'all are going to get hurt by that, but that is true. God loves people and he loves people. As much as he loves them here, he loves them in Afghanistan, he loves them in Zimbabwe, he loves them in Japan, he loves them in Korea, he loves them in Russia, he loves them in Ukraine. We got to get out of this thing that we think everything is about our political ecosystem. We have to break that. There's a lie that comes to separate, and the enemy is using it to separate the body. And we have to understand what we are the body of Christ. We are his sons and daughters and he's created every image bearer on earth to show love for one another and supply love to one another. You have the last word, Brian.
0: I would say say that to end this, for all of our listeners, I encourage them to, to check their identity. Is your identity in Christ or is your identity with a particular political group or a particular side on an issue, if that's where you tend to notice that that's where most of your passion goes into, I'm encouraging you to come back to the primary thing, which is your identity is in Christ. And where does Christ lead from? He leads from a place of love and not just loving the people that are similar, loving all people and loving them where they're at, and showing them jesus not worrying about so hard to convert them literally just loving them where they're at and let them experience the holy spirit through you that's my encouragement
1: i lied i said that was gonna be my last thing (laughs) and i'm gonna i'm gonna end with this this is the quote of the day oh yep lead with love lead with love amen lead with love listen we love you guys next week we'll wrap the law of love in a bowl uh we're going to go to actual scriptures that says fulfilling literally the law is fulfilled in love like actually the scripture says that and so we're going to read that next week we're going to really dive into what love is and how love is displayed but hopefully you're growing through this we're growing it's changing my life the word is changing my life i know it's changing ryan lead with love shalom maranatha
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.